Thank you for joining Dayspring Christian Church today. Our aim is to share the transforming love and power of Jesus Christ. Please enjoy a Sunday sermon already in progress. Praise God. I pray that you are doing well this morning and that the Spirit of the Lord has been encouraging you and blessing you. And no matter what you've been facing, you have been uh, claiming and declaring the victory of the Lord um, because it is ours in the name of Jesus. Because this is a year where walls fall down. Hallelujah. If you haven't already, and I'm sorry I didn't tell you earlier, but just put it in your phones, put it in your reminders, put it in your calendar, you know, put it as early as you wake up in the morning, something to to, to, to notify you every single day for the rest of this year, uh, you know, that walls fall down, that when you wake up, no matter how you wake up, what you experience, you know, the day before, what you experience, that you will see that and it'll be an encouragement to you that walls fall down. And this year is a promise to us from the Lord. And so I'm excited what the Lord has already been doing and what he's going to continue to do. And I want us to look into the Word of God. If you followed since um, New Year's Eve until now, you've been a part of the series, Walls Fall Down. And um, we started off just looking at the fact that it's faith that brings walls down. And we're going to need faith this year, faith in the Lord, uh, faith in trusting Him according to His Word, right? Faith, it's not just about thinking, right? It's about obeying his word, about trusting in his word, what he said in his word and putting our confidence in him. So it's going to take faith in the divine strategy that the Lord is going to give us in, uh, in order to accomplish what he wants to, to get done within our lives for his kingdom and for his glory, right? For his kingdom and for his glory. And secondly, we began to then talking about the shouts, the shouts of, of frustration we could give because we're frustrated what the Lord hasn't done, what we wanted him to do. Some of those shouts are shouts of anger that we've been shouting out to the Lord because he hasn't moved on our behalf or his timing isn't according to our timing. And so we talked about humbling ourselves, but giving shouts of worship, shouts of war, shouts, you know, to let the enemy camp know that we are not giving up, but we are going to advance the kingdom of God and we are going to press forward in prayer in order to see his kingdom come, his will be done in our lives and here on earth and to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we give shouts of war to let the enemy know that we are going to storm in prayer and move forward in the name of Jesus. And it will shake the enemy's camp and give shouts of praise, uh, knowing that our God has already done it. Right. These aren't just praises after he's done it. These are shouts of praise before he has done it. This is shouts of praise when I think of July and I think of August and I, I think of the wonderful month, month of November. I praise the Lord even now. I shout a praise to him because I know he is good. I know that he is good. And if I die before then, then even a greater praise because I'll be in glory in heaven with him. Hallelujah. You see, we can't lose. We just can't lose. So we give him shouts of praise. Shouts of praise knowing that he has gone ahead of us and he's prepared the way and he's already won the battle. And in his realm, the walls have already fallen. 
They're already taken care of. They've become dust. We have the victory and we move forward in the power of his name. But we had to make a decision last week and having to decide if we really want the wall to fall down. We have to decide if we want it to fall down because we could get used to it. Uh, we could be so used to the wall and just want to stay safe with the walls around us or the walls before us. But we have to make a decision if we want the walls to fall down. So, so we have to name the wall. You know what the wall is. You know what it is. You know, and the Spirit of God has been showing you that this needs to come down in your life. This needs to be handled in your life. Whatever it may be, whatever thought, whatever action, whatever behavior that you've done, whatever thing that has done in the past that is still uh, being held on you, in Jesus' name, he wants you to be free. So name it and renounce it and rebuke it and command it to fall in the name of Jesus. And it has to obey us under the anointing of the Lord in Jesus' name. But we also talked about the fact that there are some stubborn walls, right? There's some stubborn demons. There's some stubborn walls. There's some stubborn habits. There's some stubborn things that just don't want to break, don't want to fall, right? We learned that the fact that there are two walls, and after in Jericho, after they dealt with one wall, they had to deal with another wall, and God took both walls down at the same time. He took both walls down at the same time in Jesus' name. So trust in his power. Trust in his strength. Trust him to guide and to lead you and to know that we have the strength in the Lord because the weapons of our warfare are not flesh. They're divine weapons. Hallelujah. We have divine weapons. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. We have divine weapons. Right? They're not, they're not for the flesh, right? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and powers, and they are defeated in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. And so, so today we're going to be going to the fourth part of the series, Walls Fall Down. And I want us to look at a few scriptures again in the book of Joshua. And we're going to start... Um, just follow along with me, Joshua chapter 2. First of all, Joshua chapter 2. Get your Bibles out. Get your phone devices. If it's the one that you're looking on, make sure you have something else to write on, uh, you know, to, to, to go along with and also to, to write. Make notes. When, when someone is preaching, make notes. Don't just listen. Write down. Uh, meditate on it later. But it will stick with you as you move forward. But I need you to make notes today. Make it in your device you know, write it on the wall of your house. I don't care where you put it, but make some form of notes. So Joshua chapter two, first, verse one, it says, and Joshua, the son of Nun, sent two spies secretly from Shittim as spies saying, go view the land, especially Jericho. The children of Israel cross over Jordan. Now we get to Joshua chapter six. Verse 1, now Jericho was, Jericho was shut up inside um, because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho in to your hand with its king and mighty man of valor. Jump down to verse 5. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when they hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the, the people shall shout with a shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat. 
and the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. So Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and let the seven priests bear the, the, bear the seven trumpets of ram's horn before the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Go forward, march around the city, and let the armed men pass on before the Ark of the Lord. Let's jump down to verse uh, verse 15. Because uh, they went around the city once uh, once uh, a day for, for seven days. And on the last day, they had to go around seven times. Verse 15. And on the seventh day, they arose, they rose early. And the, um, at the dawn of the day, and then I marched around the city in the same manner seven times. And it was only on that day that they marched around the city seven times. And the city, and sorry, and the at the seventh time, when the priest um, had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Let's jump down to verse 18. But you keep yourselves from the things devoted to destruction. Lest when you have devoted them, uh, sorry, so uh, lest when you have devoted them, you take any of the devoted things and make the camp of Israel a thing of destru for destruction and bring trouble on it. But all the silver and gold and every vessel of bronze and iron are holy to the Lord. They shall go into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted, verse 20, and the, the trumpets were blown. And as soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted a great shout, and the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight forward before him, and they captured the city. Down to verse, verse uh, 24. And they burned the city with fire. No, no, sorry, verse 21. And they devoted all in the city to destruction, both men and women, young and old, ox and sheep, donkeys, with the edge of the sword. Uh, verse 24, and they burnt the city with fire, everything in it, only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron they, they put in the treasury of the house of the Lord. But the prostitute and her father's house and all who belonged to her, Joshua saved alive, and she lived in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Verse 28, so Joshua laid an oath on them at that time saying cursed be for the lord be the man who rises up and rebuilds the city jericho at the cost of his firstborn shall he lay its foundation at the cost of his youngest son shall he, he set up its gates so the lord was with joshua and his fame was in all the land let's go to chapter 7 but the people of israel broke faith according uh, sort of faith in regard to the devoted things. For Achan, the son of, of, of Carmi, son of um, Zadbi, um, son of Zerah, uh, of the tribe of Judah, took some of the devoted things, and the anger of the Lord burned against the people. Number Verse 2, Joshua sent men from Jericho uh, to Ai, which is near uh, Beth, Bethaven, east of Bethel, and said to them, go up and spy out the land. And the men went 
up and spied out the land, and they returned to Joshua and said to him, do not have all the people go up, but let about two or 3,000 men go up and attack Ai. Do not make the whole people toil up there, for they are few. So about 3,000 men went up there from the people, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai killed about 36 of their men and chased them before the gate as far as Shebarim and struck them, with the, with, uh, struck them at the descent. And the hearts of the people melted and became as water. Let's drop down to verse 10 of chapter 7. So the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why have you fallen on your face? Because Joshua went before the Lord after they lost the battle. And God says, Israel has sinned. They have transgressed my covenant that I have commanded them. They have taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen and lied and put them among their own belongings. Let's jump over the chapter 8. The Lord said to Joshua, verse 1, Do not fear and do not be dismayed. Take all the fighting men with you and rise. Go up to Ai. See, I have given into your hand the king of Ai and his people, his city, and his land. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's four things I want to talk to you about this morning. As it pertains to walls falling down, the four things I want you to write down about what you do after your wall falls down. Okay, what to do after your wall falls down. Okay, what to do after your wall falls down. The first thing is this, remove everything connected to the wall. Remove everything connected to the wall. Joshua chapter 6, verse 21, it says they devoted... Uh, then they devoted in, uh, uh, all in the city to destruction, both men and women, young and old, oxen, sheep, donkey, with the edge of the sword. Make sure you everything connected to your wall is removed from you, is removed from your life, is removed from your home, is removed from your habits, is removed from your behavior. God gave them instructions to go straight in and destroy everything connected to the wall. You have to understand that those uh, Jerichoers were, were enemies of God. They were people that worshipped the, the moon gods and they worshipped Baal. Uh, they were, they were uh, worshipping even, even Ashtoreth. They were worshipping idols. And, and God said to remove everything from that place because they, deter they determined to serve a pagan gods, they determined, determined to serve idols and false gods. And God says, destroy them, destroy the land, destroy the city, burn everything. There may be things in your life, certain things, certain behaviors, uh, certain people that are connected to your wall that you have to separate yourself from, that you have to remove from your life, that you cannot move forward in your victory until you destroy them, get rid of them. These things have kept you from experiencing the blessings of God. These things have, have 
hindered your relationship with your heavenly father. These things have, have barred you and held you from experience the, the, the victory that the Lord has promised you. And God says, now that I've brought down that wall, remove everything connected with it. Everything that stands, that had stood in the way, any, any of the residue that is still there, remove it. Down to the very least things. The wall's assignment was to block you. The wall's assignment was to hinder you from the promised land. The wall's assignment was to block you from moving forward. The wall's assignment was to block your purpose, your mission. It was to block your, your, your peace, was to block the, the blessings of the Lord on your finances. The wall had a strategy to take you out. And now that God has removed the wall, now that he has taken down the wall, he says, now remove everything. Make sure you remove everything. And so once your wall falls, get rid of everything that the wall represented. Everything. Get rid of its music. Get rid of its, its, its unrighteous music. Uh, God will show you exactly what to do. Uh, God will show you the, the certain places that you go, uh, the decisions that you may need to no longer go back there. You decide, I will never go back there again. I will never be involved in those behaviors again. God will show you the certain friends that you that you need to stop lying to yourself about, that you're trying to convert them. They are pulling you away from God. They are pulling you away from serving God. And you're lying to yourself if you think that's going the Lord's way. God is going to show you the very things that are connected to your wall that they may go, whether it's on the internet, whether it's online, whether it's social media, whether it's a family member, whether it's your job, whether it's your thinking, whether it's your, your things you use to entertain yourself, whether it's a lack of word, whatever it is, the things that you speak and curse yourself with, God will show you, remove everything connected to that wall. Everything must go. Paul also told the Colossians, uh, the Colossians church in, in Colossians 3 verse 5, he said, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Put to death, kill it, strangle it until it cannot breathe any longer. He says, put away sexual morality. He said, put away, put to death impurity of the passion. He says, the evil desires, the covetousness, uh, which is idolatry. He says, put it to death. Put it to death. Keep removing everything until it has until it has died in you, until it bears no more fruit in you, until there's no more evidence of it in Jesus' name. Uh, further down in, in Colossians chapter uh, 3, verse 8, he says, but now you must put them away. He says, anger, uh, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another. I've seen that you've put off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. So he's saying, put to death some things and put on some things. But you have to make a decision. Once your wall falls down, that you're going to clean house. You're going to clean house. You're going to walk through your house. Throw away the things that the Lord shows you. You know that there's very things that we can have in our house that has been hindering your, your, your walk with the Lord. That's been, that's been causing uh, the, the havoc and the curses on our lives. You know, there are certain books that you have in, in, in your house. You know, there's certain things 
that you may have purchased, that you have in your, certain statues that you have in your house that, that, that have brought on curses upon your life that has been hindering you from moving forward, the Spirit of God will show you what those things are. And I went to Jamaica last year and we were, we went to, you know, basically jump off a cliff into to, to rushing water, you know, as a saying that looks like. After we were coming out, there was this man that was standing there that had these little, these little statues, little Rasta statues. And he was saying to us, hey, you want to buy these? You want to buy these? And, the, you know, we refused to buy it because, I mean, he smelled like, like just drunk of weed and we just didn't want anything that had to, you know, smell like weed, you know, just in case we're, we're coming back home. And then, you know, those dogs that sniff at the airport, they start sniffing us and find that. You know, and so when we got back to the bus, the bus driver said to us, don't you ever buy some of those things because they have put curses on those things. And when you now take and buy those things, you'll then also find that your life is going a particular way or you'll, you know, everything that they have told or spoken over those particular little, little statues, little idol things. He said, then they will command what will happen to you, even to the point of you seeking them out for them to take all your stuff. And I thought, my goodness, spiritual wickedness in high places. There's some things that we have purchased. There's some deals that we have made. There's some things that we have aligned ourselves with. And God has now given you victory. Remove those things from your life. In Jesus' name, don't hesitate now. Don't just think, oh, that's just so cute. Look how it looks. It blends in with the color scheme of my house. It has been demon-led into your house to come against you. That's why the nightmares are there. That's why the strongholds are there. Because we have aligned ourselves with some things of Jericho that should not be alive and allowed into the houses of the Lord in Jesus' name. So whatever you do, in Jesus' name, remove everything connected to that wall, everything of evil, everything that does not worship the Lord and that is enemies of the Lord. The second thing is this. Don't rebuild the wall. Whatever you do, do not rebuild the wall. I spoke of this at the end of service. Don't rebuild the wall that the Lord has turned down in your life. Don't rebuild the law, the wall where the Lord has given you victory in your life. Joshua chapter 6, verse 26, the Bible says that Joshua laid an oath on them that were there. And he said, curse before the Lord be the person who rises up to rebuild this city of Jericho. He says that the cost of his first shell, uh, he lay its foundation at the cost of his youngest son, shall he set up its gates so the lord was with joshua and his fame was in the land a curse was spoken over those walls of jericho sometimes in our presumption we think that we are okay to go back in the areas where god has delivered us from we think that we're strong enough we, we, we presume on God's strength and protection to think that, hey, we were okay to do what we want to do, and we can go back to those places. We think that enough time has passed, 
and we can go back and we don't we don't seek the Lord for his direction. We just go back into those places because they're familiar places to us. These are some areas in our lives. Sorry, there are some areas in our lives where God says, do not ever rebuild it. Do not ever go back there. Do not ever entertain that relationship. Don't ever entertain that mindset. Don't ever entertain that behavior. Don't ever touch that thing again. Don't ever go back to that website. Don't ever, ever go back to that individual. Don't go back into that destructive relationship. God will tell you directly, church, that there's some things you don't go back to. There's some things that you have to, 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 to declare over your life. I will never do that again. I will never go back there. I'll never rebuild those walls. You may feel that time has passed. You may feel that you are, are missing out. You may even feel that you're strong enough and maybe even capable enough to deal with those areas connected to that wall. You may even confess scriptures. I can do all things through Christ. Uh, church, I warn you this morning, the areas that God has delivered you from, do not go back to those areas in Jesus' name. Instead, deliver others from those areas. Set others free from those areas. Go ahead and get people out of those dark areas. But don't you go back to those areas in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you this morning, do not rebuild the walls. Look what happened in 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 34. The Bible said in... His days, uh, Hiel of Bethel built Jericho. He laid his foundation at the cost of uh, Abiram, his firstborn son, and set up its gates at the cost of his youngest son, Sega, according to the word of the Lord, which was spoken by Joshua, the son of Nun. Here was this guy, years after Joshua, he went ahead and under his presumption, he rebuilt the walls of Jericho and the prophecy that Joshua had had proclaimed the curse that was put over that land because of what that city represented. Here was this man and he went and he rebuilt the wall. If this man had only sought the Lord, if he had only sought the Lord as to whether or not it was the Lord's will for him to rebuild that city, his firstborn son would have still been alive. His youngest son would have still been alive in the name of Jesus. But he rebuilt that city. He rebuilt that city. And at the cost of that, his firstborn son died. And his secondborn son died once the gates went up. This is what God was talking about. Matthew chapter 12, uh, verse 43, Jesus talks about the same thing. He says, when a house has been set clean, when someone has been delivered from an evil spirit, when a wall has been, has been torn down in your life and God sets you free, he says that the spirit of that person now is clean and that spirit goes and it passes through waterless places seeking for a place to rest and it finds none. Then it says to itself, I'll return to the house from whence I came. I'll return back to that same uh, that same person. I'll go back to that place where that wall once was, and I'll take seven demons worse than myself and will dwell there. 
because the person was willing to go back to the very place that God delivered them from. Church, do not rebuild the wall. Jesus said the condition of that person was worse than the first condition. The man who rebuilt the wall, the tragedy of mourning his firstborn sons, he did not read that I wasn't aware of the word. He did not read the word. He did not see the testimonies that were passed down from generation to generation to not do it. He thought, maybe, maybe I am okay to do. Maybe I'm okay to go back there. Maybe, maybe I'm okay to restart that relationship. Maybe I'm okay to go back into, maybe I'm okay to go back online. Maybe I'm okay to listen to that music again. I, I feel spiritually strong enough. If we don't rebuild ourselves and Jesus Christ and his word and live our lives dedicated to the Lord, then the state of our condition will be worse than the first. Do you hear me? So often we see in the church those who, who are fire for the, on fire for the Lord and God sets them free and God delivers them and they're about the work of the Lord and then they rebuild the walls and they entertain the voices of the enemy in the direction of the enemy and they follow the lust of the eyes and the, and the pride of their life and the lust of the flesh and we see the destruction of their lives and it's worse than it was even before they were saved. Their pride is worse. Their arrogance is worse. The sin is worse than the before. I warn you, church, it's only by the strength of Jesus, the same strength and power that took down the walls in the first place. He's able to keep you from falling. Paul says he's able to keep you from falling. He's able to keep you from rebuilding those walls and those things from taking uh, taking precedent in your life again, taking control of your life again. Only through the power of Jesus Christ and his word can you be free and remain free in the name of Jesus. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Uh, stand firm, therefore, the Bible says, and do not be, be submitted. Do not be entangled again into a yoke of slavery into a yoke of bondage, he set us free. So whatever you do after your wall comes down is don't rebuild it. Do not rebuild it in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thirdly, I want us to honor the Lord, to honor the Lord, honor the Lord. Uh, remove everything that's connected to the wall. Don't rebuild the wall but now honor the lord joshua 6 verse 17 says and the city and all that is in it shall be devoted to the lord for destruction only rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall live because she hid the messengers who were sent but you keep yourselves from the things devoted to destruction lest when you have devoted uh, them uh, you take any of the devoted things and make the, the camp of Israel uh, a, a thing for destruction and bring trouble on it. But all the silver and the gold and every vessel of bronze and iron are holy to the Lord. They shall go into the treasury of the Lord. This is about first. This is about honoring the Lord with our firsts. In Exodus chapter 13, verse 11, 
the Bible says, and when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you and to and your fathers, and shall give it to you, you shall set apart to the Lord all the first opened, all the first that opened the womb, all the firstborn of your animals, all the, the males, all the males that shall belong to the Lord. Every firstborn of the donkey shall be redeemed with the lamb, or you will not, if or you will not redeem it, uh, you will break the, its neck. For every first man, every firstborn man of your sons shall be redeemed. Every first was given to the Lord. Every first, God wants our first, not our leftovers. God wants our first. It's all about first with him. It's, it's the first of your income. That's why we tithe. It's, a, it's the first of what God has provided. It's the first. He says, bring the first of, of your livestock, the first of the fruits. The first. That's the difference between Cain and Abel, right? Abel. Abel was, was giving the first. He was giving God the first. Of, of what was born and, and and Cain was given what was left over so it wasn't received that's why we worship on the first of the week we give God the first of the week not not what's left over we don't come now on a, on a Sunday and God whatever is left whatever left of my energy whatever left of my focus whatever left of my emotions I'm going to give it to you no we come on a Sunday to give God our first we honor him with our first. We give him the first day of our week. What belongs to him is his. You hear me, church? We honor God with what belongs to him. What belongs to him is his. And the Bible speaks of Achan who stole what belonged to the Lord. Yeah, it was just... It was just something. You know, God had enough stuff. Like, look at all the gold and the bronze and the stuff that God had for his treasury. What about just this one thing? Of course God could share it. Achan stole what belonged to the Lord. That's what God spoke about in Malachi. Remember when he talked about bring all the tithes in the storehouse? And he says, you've stolen from me because what should be mine, the first of what you have, your crops, your finances, uh, your, 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 your children, your blessing, your praise, your, 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 your raise, your, your whatever is first because belongs to me, dedicate it to me. It's mine. It's mine. And he said, you've stolen from me. And that's why the devourer came in, because you took what was mine. And Achan stole. And the whole camp suffered. The whole camp suffered. It, it wasn't just, just Achan who took it. The, the whole camp suffered. Right? They, they went up to AI, and they, they fought the battle. And, and and here they come, they get their butts kicked, and, and now Joshua comes before the Lord. Lord, why? God says to Joshua in chapter 7, verse 10, get up! Why are you on your face before me? Israel has sinned. Notice God didn't say, Achan has sinned. He said, Israel has sinned. One person did it. 
But everybody experienced the consequence of that one person's sin. When you choose to not honor the Lord, not only you deal with it, the consequences, but those around you also deal with the consequences. You hear me? When you decide that you're not going to follow the Lord, not going to honor the Lord, not only you deal with the consequences, some of you that are hearing me this morning, and you're not honoring the Lord with your finances, with your time, with your worship, and with your, your whole family right now is dealing with it. Your whole family now is struggling because of your dishonoring. The plans of your future are struggling because of your dishonoring the Lord. The whole church is dealing with your dishonor. Those around you, your teams you work with are dealing with your dishonor. It's the same thing Jonah went through, right? You're on the ship thinking you're sailing away from the Lord. You're dishonoring him. And everybody is suffering in the storm because of decisions we made. The Lord says now that the Lord has taken down your wall, you need to honor him. Honor him. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31 says, so whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do to the glory of God. Whatever you do from now on, now that God has given you the victory, honor him. Give him first in your life. Glorify his name. Because the Bible says you were bought with a price. So glorify God with your body. No longer use your body for your own pleasure. It belongs to the Lord. Honor the Lord with your body. Honor the Lord with your finances. Honor the Lord with your worship. Honor the Lord with your praise. No longer worship those idols and those things that give you pleasure. Honor the Lord your God with your wealth, the Bible says, and the first fruits of your produce. Honor him. Honor him with your praise. Honor him with your obedience to his word. Honor him with your finances, church. Honor him with your time. Honor him with your gifts. Honor him with your commitment and with your loyalty and with your faithfulness. Honor him with your humility. Honor him by loving your neighbor. Honor him in the name of Jesus. Put him first. Give him, give him the first hours of your day. Honor him. Honor him. Where is the Lord speaking to you this morning? And he's telling you there's an area of your life that you need to honor him. There's an area of your life where he is last, he's getting the leftovers, and he needs you to honor him. In the name of Jesus, I encourage you to honor the Lord. With honor comes blessing. Honor the Lord also means to fear the Lord. Honor the Lord is where we say, Lord, I'm not going to put my trust in you. I'm no longer going to lean on my own understanding because my own understanding may have built this wall in the first place. Lord, now that the wall is gone, I'm not going to lean on my own understanding anymore. I'm going to honor you because he who is high hid in the secret place of the most high, we shall abide under the shadow of the Imam. I will say of the Lord. I will honor the Lord who is my fortress, who is my strength. In him do I put my trust. I will honor him as my shepherd that I will not be in want. I will honor him knowing that his kingdom has come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so I fear the Lord. I put him first. I reverence him. I respect him. I trust him. 
who is faithful to keep us from falling and to, to, to finish the work that he started within us. And so we put him first. We praise him throughout the day. We take time out to pray him, praise him. We take time to give him the most valuable time when we're fasting and we feel hungry. We go back to him in prayer. We seek his face. We worship him. We honor him. We glorify him. We don't gratify the flesh, the things of this world. We continually come before the Father. We tell him we're going to trust in him. We tell him we're going to depend on him. We tell him we're going to lean on him. We tell him we're going to obey him. We're going to follow him. That is how we honor him. That is how we honor him. By following his word, by following his instructions. When your wall falls down, be careful to honor the Lord. Be careful to follow him. Don't be like Achan and take the things that are devoted to the Lord. Don't feel you have the right to do what you want to do. No, you've been bought with a price and the Lord now owns you. We have become his children. And so do only what the Lord commands you to do. Be led by him and directed by him. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And when you honor the Lord, fourthly, always be led by the Holy Spirit. Always be led by the Holy Spirit. In other words, seek the Lord for the next strategy and for the next battle. If the Lord helped you for this wall, he's going to help you for the next. If he's helped you in this battle and you got the victory, he's going to help you the next. Always be led by Holy Spirit. If you don't seek the Lord, you will suffer tragic detours. We will waste our time going our own way, trying to fight with our own strength, and there'll be tragic tragedy, tragic detours. What was the first strategy? Well, the Bible speaks of the first strategy was he sent the spies, he consulted with the Lord, he met with the commander of the Lord's army to get the strategy for the battle, and then they went and they won the battle. That was the strategy. They inquired, they investigated, they sought the Lord for a strategy and instruction, then they went forward, and they were victorious. The Lord went ahead of them. They followed his instructions to a T, and they won the battle. Let me say that again. They inquired. They heard. They investigated. They then went before the Lord. Joshua spent time with the Lord. He heard the Lord's strategy and direction. Then he instructed the people, and they went forward, obeying the word of the Lord. And the victory was theirs. They experienced the victory of the Lord. What did they do after they won Jericho? What did they do? Joshua chapter 7, the Bible says, Joshua sent men to Ai, right? So he sent out spies. He did what was right. He sent out spies. He inquired. And then the men returned and said to Joshua, yo, Joshua. We don't have to go up. We don't have to set up all the people, man. We don't, we don't, we don't need the same strategy that we used before. Joshua sent the spies, then he listened to the people. And then he went ahead with the strategy that the people gave him. Joshua, don't send up all the people, just to send about two, two to three thousand people. 
Josh, we don't. We don't need to send everybody. Come on, AI is smaller than Jericho. There's no laws there for us to deal with. Yo, we don't even have to march. Just, just let's go. Let's just go. We, we got this one, God. We got, we got this, God. We, we got this now. Yo, thank, thank you, Jesus, for that time of fasting. You know, pat, pat Jesus on the back. Thank you, Jesus, for the time of fasting. Thank you for the strength and power you give me. I, I got this now. I got this, Lord. Don't worry about it. I'll, I can walk into the enemy's camp and, and I can tell him, right? I'll tell him, like, I'll, I'll push him around. I'll, I'll rebuke him and I'll, and I'll tell him where to go. Right, we we don't we, need, we don't need the, the strength of the Lord. We don't we don't need to spend time with the Lord anymore. We got this. We can go into battle. We don't have any of the armor of the Lord anymore. We don't need none of that. We could just do what we want to do. And they sent the spies. They went to battle, and they were mashed up. They they got people killed, and there was only only a few people. But man, it was devastating to them because they went from a, a battle where there were no casualties into a battle. They lost people. And some could have said, oh, those are just a few casualties. Just a few people died. Look, we still have the whole army. Let's just re-strategize again and go back. And sometimes in our stubbornness, we do that. When we when we don't hear the Lord and God is showing us roads that are blocked and God's showing us things that are defeated, defeat. God's showing us thin walls, the doors that are being closed. And yet, no, no, no. Let's come back with a different strategy now. Let's come back and, and do it our own way, God. It's only a few casualties. It's, it's only one, one, one interview. It's only one thing, God. No, Joshua listened to the people rather than God. God. Joshua went ahead with his own confidence and the confidence of the Lord. Right? When they, when they, they, they went, you know, the, the, it was out consulting the Lord, they lost. The strategy that Joshua knew was to send spies, consult with the Lord, get the victory. Instead, he sent spies, did not consult with the Lord, and they lost. They didn't get the victory. If following the Lord worked the first time, don't you think it's going to work the next time? And the next times? If following the Lord worked, if you got the victory and following the Lord, if you spent time in prayer and fasting, and God opened doors for you, and God showed you how, how through your prayer and your fasting and, and separating yourself and spending time with him, how he changes the strategy of the enemy, how he brings down walls in your life, don't you think he'll work it for every single battle that you have? Don't you think that if the Lord gave you victory in one strategy, he's going to give you victory again? And if he did it the first time, he'll do it again, and he'll do it again, and he'll do it again. He'll do it again. He'll do it again. The Bible says that here was Joshua, and because he didn't consult the Lord, you see, if he consulted the Lord, the Lord would have said, hey, don't go up to Ai just yet, because they're sitting in your camp. There, there's, there's someone who took the devoted things of the Lord. There's someone in the camp who, who, who did not honor me. There's someone in the camp who didn't value the victory that I gave. There's someone who stole the devoted things of the Lord. And Joshua would have heard in his time with the Lord, he would have said, Lord, I, I heard from the commander of the Lord that for the first battle, Lord, I come before you, the commander of the Lord, to tell me what to do next. And God would have said, hey, before you can go forward, 
You need to clean house, Joshua. Someone has sinned. They're sinning the camp. They're sinning the camp of Israel. That's why you lost. You didn't seek my name. You didn't consult me. You didn't ask me for direction. You just went and did it and hoped that I would show up. I don't work that way, Joshua. I, if you want to be led by me, I'm going to lead you all the way. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. But if you choose to go your own way, I will allow you to go your own way. I'll allow you to do what you want to do because I've given you a free will to choose your own way. At the end, don't blame me. When you've chosen, there's so many people who want to go to heaven and they're saying there's no way God can send them to hell but they don't realize it's by their own choice. Why would God allow someone who has lived their life don't want anything to do with him to now bring them into a heaven where he's going to be? God gives them what they desire. They want to live their life without him. Now he says, now you can spend eternity without me. Church, if when your wall falls down, if you choose to not be led by the Spirit, we deal with the consequences of not being led by the Spirit. We step into relationships, we step into behaviors, we step into jobs, we step into to behaviors, we, we watch things that people recommend, we, we watch things that people say, we, we move on to do things that other people say, we, we don't spend the time to hear the Lord, and then we waste money, we waste time, we waste the strategy, we waste casualties, we suffer, families suffer, people around us suffer. Why? Because we did not hear from the Lord. And we went ahead and we advanced ourselves thinking, we got this. We got this. We got this. And Joshua listened to the people rather than listening to God. And then they consulted the Lord. And God spoke to him. In Joshua chapter 8, verse 1, the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear and do not be dismayed. Take all the fighting men with you. To hear what the Lord's strategy was, he says, do not be dismayed. Do not fear. Take everyone with you, not just two to 3,000 in your pride. Take everyone with you. Rise and go. And I've given AI to you. I've given the king to you. I've given the people to you. Everything is yours. Everything is yours. The Bible says in John chapter 16, verse 13, and when the spirit of truth comes, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you in all truth. He will direct you in all truth. He will guide you the way that you should go. He will direct you in the way that you should go. Holy Spirit is here for us to hear his voice and to be led by him in the name of Jesus. Church, when your wall falls down, always be led by the Holy Spirit. Always be directed by the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5 verse 25 says, If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. If we trust in the Spirit of God to give us the victory, we have to trust the Spirit of God to lead us. We have to lead us. David said, even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I know that you are with me. I know I refuse to go through that valley. Unless you are with me, God, 
We seek his direction. We seek to be led by him. I tell you, church, if you are deciding to move forward in the Lord, you have to be led by the Spirit of God. Even now, during the season of fasting, when your mind seems to be more clear and you are hearing the voice of the Lord a bit more clear, make that a habit of yours to continue to seek him. Make a habit of yours to consult him. Don't just go by your feelings, your emotions. Don't just go by things look good on the outside that look great. Don't just go by what seems to make you feel good and looks wonderful. Go by being led by the Spirit of God so that he may lead you into another victory. He may lead you into helping others, your family. He may lead you to helping those in your workplace, those that your friends, your relatives. He leads you so that you may lead others to the victory and remind them that obedience to the Lord is above all, being directed by the Lord is above all. So as God is giving you victory in your lives, as he's tearing down walls in your life, seek forever as you continue to walk with the Lord to remove the things in your life. Wherever God shows you things that need to be removed in order to get the victory, remove them in Jesus' name. Refuse to go back to those areas. Do not rebuild that wall. Honor the Lord in the name of Jesus. Honor him with your first fruits. Honor him with your giving. Honor him with your worship. Honor him with your study. Honor him. Honor him in all that you do. And always seek to be led by the spirit of the living God. Always seek to be led by the spirit of the living God. So I want you to say this right after me. Wherever you are, I just want you to say it and declare it where you are. Say, I will remove everything connected to my wall. I want you to say this. I will not rebuild that wall. Go ahead and say, I will honor the Lord. I want you to say, I will always be led by the Spirit of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and say it again. I will remove everything connected to my wall. Say, I will not rebuild the wall. Say, I will do, I will honor the Lord. And I want you to say, I will always be led by Holy Spirit. I will always be led by Holy Spirit. Father, this morning, in the name of Jesus, we submit ourselves to you. We surrender ourselves to you. The God of our victory.